G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Pastor Phil Pringle, who founded and continues to lead the C3 church movement, more than 400 churches in Australia and overseas since 1980, with some very humble beginnings back then, just 13 people in that first church service. Phil, you mentioned that word hope. At this time of year, we've got a new year underway, and I know that uh, this time of year, a lot of churches are talking about hope and goals and expectations. Uh, when you think of that word hope and when you're communicating that from your platform, what sort of things are you are you trying to have people understand about the depth of that word? Uh, well, Neil, uh, I think the big picture is that if Christ is in your heart, you have this uh, somewhat instinctive sense that the best is yet to come, that there is good news up ahead, that there is blessing up ahead. I mean, often our thoughts and emotions are easily hijacked with negative foreboding senses of of what could happen, especially if you're feeding yourself with the six o'clock news every night and that's your only diet of information. You are going to be worried about uh, the the declining Australian dollar, about the China economy, about uh, storms coming, about global warming. About I mean, it seems to me, over the holidays, I got to actually catch the 6 o'clock news a few, a few times, and uh, which I don't normally, because I'm working and uh, I might get to see it once a week. But when I was watching it over a period of three or four days, I thought, man, if, if this is all I had coming to me, I would be feeling pretty depressed about life. I'd be anxious. I'd be worried. But uh, because I'm in church a lot, I'm in services, you know, maybe 10 a week, uh, whether you're preaching, leading or doing things, you're constantly pouring hope into your own soul, into the hearts of other people. So you have this positive expectation about the future. And uh, I think uh, also, though, we need to understand that uh, there are two other aspects of this sometimes people have had unreal expectations and therefore have unnecessarily been disappointed and then are nervous about getting their hopes up again because disappointment is a difficult emotion to cope with and uh, we it's like a, a wound on the on the heart and uh, people can become quite cynical or jaded certainly the israelites did when they were uh were when they when they tried to leave Egypt and the king of Egypt told them well you're not going and uh, 10 times he they tried and he just tightened his grip on them even though Moses had told them you are going out but to them it seemed like Moses words were wrong uh, at first and they didn't believe him and it says for grief of spirit they just couldn't believe and I think for a lot of people they are broken or grieving in their spirit and they don't want to believe because they've been hurt or wounded or disappointed before. But if we could feed our heart with the Word of God 
and with a message from Christ uh, and just start to gingerly put our, our hope out there again and say, well, I'm going to anticipate and not raise it into dramatic, dizzying heights, but actually just start to believe for a better day today than we had yesterday for something, one thing good to happen. And uh, we start to lift our hope. And, and then we'll, as soon as we get that attitude, a thankful heart about the future, not just about the good things of the past, but we just start to thank God for what's coming up, we will find ourselves walking into a more positive future. I suspect people listening to our conversation will be very heartened to hear you saying things like that because as you reflect on uh, the nation of Israel and uh, hopes dashed, expectations unfulfilled, uh, disappointments, sometimes, uh, and it wouldn't matter what denomination you were talking about, some of the things that would be said uh, raise hopes to a level uh, that you're saying actually uh, not necessarily uh, achievable expectations. Right. Uh, so when we talk about uh, hope and expectation, uh, the sorts of things we ought to be uh, expectant for, and you were saying, well, you know, so long as today is a better day than yesterday, that's a, a fair enough expectation. But uh, biblical sort of grounds for the sorts of expectations that we ought to have, uh, I guess... And if you let me just uh, share my thought on that, because sometimes uh, our expectations are for all good things and not for things to uh, go wrong, like many of our brothers and sisters are experiencing around the world by way of persecution. We we don't want to have that expectation as part of our life, although that is probably something that uh, that many of us in the future may need to face. Uh, so appropriate levels of expectation, uh, biblical sort of levels. What yeah. are your thoughts, Phil? Yeah, well, you know, Neil, um, I, Jesus warned us. He said, this is going to happen to you. And so uh, there's no point in denying <laughs> what what is going to happen. In fact, he, his prophecy to Peter, I mean, I've often thought on that one, when your, your Lord, your, your Messiah, is saying, you're going to deny me three times before the cock crows. I know you think you won't, but you're going to. And I mean, that's, uh, and then within that, Jesus then said, but when you've come through your trial, you'll be able to strengthen your brethren. So he put meaningfulness in the disappointment that was going to come into Peter's life. And uh, even though from our point of view, and, and none of us would wish persecution on anybody, but I do know people who uh, have been in prison, who have been uh, in torture, who have been in uh, terrible persecution circumstances, who have said to me they would not trade it for anything else in, in the world because they found the presence of Christ, they found joy in the midst of their fire, and so the hope I'm talking about is not just circumstantial hope. Uh, I think that would be a little bit shallow to just say my hope is for a, a car in a swimming pool this year and, uh, you know, God forbid if I don't get that. It's, it's like when our, I, I've found that sometimes, and this is not always, but if we haven't got Christ in the center, then maybe there's a delay on the prayer and maybe even there's some pain uh, in, our, in our journey that is designed to get our attention back on the giver of the blessing rather than the blessing itself. And he is more interested in us finding his face than us finding his hand. And uh, that relationship is by far the most satisfying and uh, deeply enriching 
experience any Christian can have other than just getting their prayers for circumstances answered. I guess you've got people too who perhaps suffering some sort of uh, chronic illness or uh, some sort of, you know, a cancer diagnosis, those sorts of things too. And I, I know you like to reflect on this and I know that uh, you're one who uh, loves to see miraculous things happen at the hand of God uh, in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, there is a sense, isn't there, that hope is, is a part of uh, what we are in as an expectant people, uh, the body of Christ. I guess there's a difference between hope and faith here that you can that you can you can come to grips with. Yes, definitely. Uh, hope. I I know of doctors, and well, I've read of doctors who refuse to operate on a person if they have no hope about getting through the the, the operation, or have not got the will to live. And I'm, I'm not sure if that's a common thing, but uh, I did read of that. And because they said that we can only cooperate with the person's will and mental attitude. If, if they are really, uh, if they've given up, it's um, a, a difficult exercise to bring them through um, on the meaning of life. Uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer also talks about when he was in the... Uh, in the camps, in the concentration camps, he said uh, you could see when hope died in a man's eyes and within a few hours he would be dead, uh, even though they were all skin and bones and they had no name and all their uh, worldly goods were taken from them. He said the one thing that kept everybody alive was that there was hope in their heart about someday there's deliverance for me. And uh, I think it becomes an exceptionally powerful emotion. And I think it's more than emotion. I think it's a spiritual drive deep on the inside that, that, that gets us through. I mean, the, the greatest uh, proponent of hope is Jesus himself. He said, my flesh will rest in hope. And he was talking about when he would die on the cross. So he died with hope in his heart. And I would say that that was part of the reason why three days later that resurrection took place because he didn't give his hope away. He anticipated a brighter future than that day that uh, he was dying. I guess you've got uh, the sort of happy-go-lucky, fun-loving type person where nothing's going wrong and they would feel as though they don't need hope. So hope really is so much more meaningful to someone who has a challenge to overcome. Totally. We, uh, we'll never know if we're overcomers until we've got something to overcome. And uh, even though the, the cheery optimist uh, may appear like that, I, I'm not sure I've ever met anybody who doesn't have some pain in their life, especially the, the positive people. People are positive by decision uh, more than by uh, nature and uh, I know that we have these stereotype personalities where this person's a sanguine, this person's, you know, such and such. But even there, I know people with those personalities who are meant to be positive, they go through heartbreaking situations. And if you haven't learned how to decide to be happy, to rejoice when things are down, to give thanks when things seem pretty terrible and you want to complain, 
there's there's a high level of intentionality about being a positive person in today's world. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.